welcome aboard, everybody. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. I'll probably say that again later when we have uh, when we have more people joining us. But uh, for now, welcome aboard. This is Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reschall, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do it every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we guide you through the journey as we all attempt to head back to the window. T-Train checking in. Good afternoon and Happy New Year, everyone. I would second those sentiments as well, Tony. Happy New Year to you and Kim. Hope it's a hope it's a good one. Hope it's a better, 20, a better 2022 than it was 2021. And I hope that's true for all of us. I'm uh, So far, Scott, i got to tell you, the 2020s, not impressed. Not impressed. Could be better. Zero stars. Do not recommend. Anthony Golden hat checking in. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Anthony. Happy New Year to J.C. Stone. What's up? Hey, Scott, I want to start off on a serious note here real quick. Just a quick shout out and uh, uh, just uh, thoughts and prayers with everybody there in Colorado in the Louisville and Superior Fires. Just nasty, nasty shit right outside there of Boulder. I know one of my uh, regular viewers, uh, Bronco Devil, said his brother is out there in that area and hoping for the best for not just his brother, but for everybody. So, uh, yeah, great place. Those, those are just fantastic, beautiful places to live until Mother Nature decides to just... Say, you know what? I'm going to need a little of this room back. So that's awful, awful. And I hope everybody uh, stays as safe as possible and uh, comes through it with minimal damage. So there you go. Uh, Brad Crawford checking in. Happy New Year, Brad. Good to have you here, man. It's uh, it's great to be here. Scott, how's your day going so far? How'd it go yesterday? Everything everything okay? Uh, so far, so good. I had a play that I yesterday that got canceled because of COVID, so I didn't really have much action. But I did wake up early for me. At about 11 a.m. because I had I had uh, drive props I had to bet for the Wake Forest Rutgers game, made about a unit. So could be better, could be worse. I'll take it. Good way to start the day. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, we have, we've got the over in the Washington State Central Michigan contest. Um, I'm in I'm in a world of hurt there. We could get lucky, but it doesn't look good. Um, what do you think? I like Central Michigan money one, so I'm I'm hoping they hold on. Oh. God. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that would be good. Hey, uh, JR Black here. Great day. Happy New Year. And happy new year to you too, JR Black. Good to be uh good to be here. Good to have you with us. Uh T Train says after watching the refs on uh, the replay with the uh the Tennessee uh, hose Tennessee yesterday, it magnifies the need for an overhaul. And uh, RIP Betty White. Yes, oh absolutely. And I did forget about that. That just happened right before we came on the air. Icon and a big part of my childhood. Yeah. That, she was a. Uh, she was fantastic. I I loved her course in the Golden Girls, but one of my favorites, Scott, was uh, her in Lake Placid. Just one of the the greatest straight readings of a of a, a hilarious comedy. Um, she was just magnificent in that. So, yeah, it's uh yeah let's let's hopefully we're getting this all out of the way in twenty twenty one twenty twenty two will be a cruise. So, um yeah I don't know Tony with the with the they had the replay. I don't know what else. I don't know what else you can do, Scott. What can you do to, uh, what can what can you do to overcome that kind of a blatant error like that? I mean, we saw it, you saw it, we all saw it. Um, didn't get overturned. Can can you exp- uh, can you explain that? Oh, there goes my over. Fuck. I saw it later in the sheet, so I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Wake Forest quarterback looked really good today. Granted, it was Rutgers. Uh, do you guys think quarterback Hartman is NFL? Uh, how big is he? 
I think he's going to be a second, third stringer who will look okay in preseason. But the issue is against good defenses, he throws a bunch of picks. And his read progression is quite underwhelming. He's mobile. He's got a pretty good arm. But he makes so many dumb throws all the time. So I do think he's going to struggle at the next level. I see him as being a pretty solid backup quarterback. Who you bet on in preseason football? You? No chance. No chance. Six six one. Maybe on a practice squad for a couple of years. Uh, I doubt. I said preseason. Yeah, I I think that's his that's absolute it. ceiling. I don't think he'll ever. I here's my prediction: he'll never be actor for for an NFL game, for a regular season NFL game. He will get minimal snaps in preseason. Okay. I just, I'm talking about second half of a random preseason game when the starters have the day off. That's what that's what I'm saying. <sighs> Uh, we'll see how long COVID. The mobility, still... maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you, you're, try- I'm trying to think of all the other quarterbacks who, who have like been kind of in a similar boat where they were mobile, and yet they really weren't as, let's just say, smart with decision making. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy. Well, you had Kelly, Chad Kelly, who ended up being on a practice squad. He was hanging around a little bit for the Colts in the preseason. I kind of compare the two. Is that fair? Yeah, that's not that's not bad. I'm not sure. Where do you think he ranks in the ACC? Uh, it's a good question. I he's better than DJ. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, well, he is right now. But I mean, you've got uh, you've got Sam Howell. You've got. I think Ken- he's better than Malik Cunningham. You've got Kenny Pickett. Uh, do you think an NFL team would rather have him or, or Malik Cunningham? I think an NFL team would rather have Hartman. Cunningham can't throw. I've seen it numerous times. He, he's not a good thrower of the football. Hartman can actually sling it, and he's mobile. So I do think that there are some intangibles you can make an argument for. I agree with you, though. He's not going to be starting anytime soon. He's barely going to make a roster. But I do think he will be on a worst-case training camp roster, and we'll see what happens from there. Fair enough. Magellan Sports, he's out there. He's out there making it happen today, uh, taking those live plays. He got uh, Long Island minus one. Merrimack shot seventy three percent from the from uh, from the arch. No way do they uh, does that hold up. Um, yeah, the, you're. I know that you're a big fan of looking at first half stats and seeing mm-hmm. and seeing what's unsustainable and factoring it into your second half plays. I think that's absolutely solid. And you see and you see an outlier so like that. Uh, T train says I made three plays today. Wake Forest minus 10. First half was a push. Bama minus 13 and a half. And my uh, site play Michigan plus seven and a half. I think Har- Harbaugh might finally break through. Um, he doesn't need to break through. He just needs to keep it contained. That's I don't, all you need. I don't hate any of those. I do. And I'm, I made my play of the day on Alabama minus uh, 13 and a half. By the way, shout out to uh, everybody that got the Shawshank. Um, I, I should have Morgan Freeman up my voice more, but. You know, you just—it's—he's the one of the greats. You just can't—you can't do a Morgan Freeman. You just can't. I feel like he's the best casting of God in any movie, just from Bruce Almighty. Yeah, pretty pretty solid. So, of course, guys, we want to remember—we want to remind you uh, all the housekeeping stuff to to like, subscribe. If you're checking us out on podcast, don't forget to rate and review. And you know what? Hey, if you're friends of the show, go over there and do that anyway. Make it look like uh, we got all kinds of listeners. Um, give us the uh, give us the thumbs up on Facebook, of course. Um, so there you there you go. And you know, this is a very exciting week for us as we close out 2022 because we just announced our new uh, partnership with Caesar Sportsbook, and they are doing a very cool promotion right now for first time depositors. 
win, lose, or draw, they will match your bet up to $1,001. What that means basically is you cannot lose. if you uh, it's, a, it's a no risk opportunity uh, to bet up to 1,001 bucks. And it's a great opportunity for new bettors who haven't tried the app yet or the uh, website itself to get a super deal. So just simply go over to the Caesars app if you already have it. If you don't, of course, go to the app store, download the app, go online, check it out, and put the promo code in video owners, excuse me, video winners. Yeah, don't put in video owners. Video winners. Video winners, and you will get that opening match bet. Win, lose, or draw up to $1,001. Uh, you got to do the, you got to check to make sure you are eligible in your state. And of course, you must be 21 to play. All right. AJS, AJS in the house. What's up? Uh, Brian Crawford says, uh, took uh, Washington State teaser plus two and a half. Not knowing about their offensive injuries yet. Might luck out. It's possible. It's possible. Uh, promo is a good opportunity. A blocked field goal from twenty from a twenty-five yard field goal that gets blocked is a good omen for a potential comeback there. Yep. But we'll see. Yep. Magellan Sports says the Caesars promo is a good opportunity to give a uh, a, a lotto ten team parlay a whirl. I, I don't disagree with that. Take a shot. Take a shot. Uh, Caesar Sportsbook, do you need that thousand ten times to take away any money? Uh, what's that's the catch? Uh, I don't. I got to be honest Not with you. Not that I know of. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's any kind of, a, it's not a, I don't, as far as I know, it's not a rollover bonus, but I must be honest. I have not done the deep dive research. I have read the sheet and I will find out more. This kind of got, uh, sp- not sprung on us, but it was a, uh, it was a surprise announcement this week. So I don't, it's, it's not exactly legal in our States yet. So I'll have to get back to you in about a month when it's supposed to be legal in New York. My advice is if you have any questions about some rollover requirement, just reach out to the people at the site. I'm sure they'll help you if you have any issues or any questions. And it should, it's normally pretty, pretty well placed. I mean, you can find it. It's obviously not in the headlines, but they have to, they most of the they do offshore have to post books give you rollovers. Most of the legitimate books usually have no rollover requirement. Yeah. In ma- my experience. A match play, match play is different than a bonus. And has been my experience. Um, you get some kind of a sign-up bonus where you sign, you put five hundred bucks in, and they give you five hundred bucks, and they dribble it out through rollovers and, and release so much as you you know chunk it off. I don't think that's the same way. I think it's just you know, they replace what's in your account. Again, not going to court with that, but that is my understanding about the way most of these usually work. So, all right, let's uh, let's get rolling here, Scott. Uh, should I do a thousand dollar bet? I would. That's that's what I would do. I would take one big shot. Because most of the time, sports betting is a negative expectation game. So the least amount of time you can do it, the more opportunity you are going to have for success. That's the way it works. Um, okay. So let's find out, Scott. We had some uh we've talked about it a little bit. There were some uh there were some ripoffs yesterday, Scott. There were some people that were all of a sudden holding an empty purse, as it were. Uh, you know who you are. You, uh, you, you had it. You, you had it. You loved it, and then all of a sudden, you hated it. Let's find out who got ripped off yesterday, Scott. In today's edition, it's the last one of the year. I'm gonna be saying that a lot. Hey, call the cops, would you? All right, very good. So, Scott, let's uh, let's get started in one of the bowl games last night, and I was actually on the right side of this, so I'm not crying in my beer. But I understand if you had Pitt plus three and a half, there's some tears in your bud, because uh, they trailed by three points with less than a minute left, 
And they had the ball inside of Michigan State territory. They did really, they did the only thing they couldn't do, Scott. They turned the ball over. Not just that, it was a pick six. As he caught it, you know, and he took off down the left sideline all the way. When that happened, I thought, my first thought was, because I'm praying for overtime at that point, because I've got to push and I want to win. So I'm looking for overtime. I'm looking for an overtime win. So he throws that pick. And my first thought is, oh, shit, because you figure he's just going to kneel down and end the game. They're going to take a snap. Game's over. Fuck no. Woo! Off he goes. No one within 10 yards of him. Uh, again, oh, so sorry, though. If you had Pitt, <laughs> call the cops. Definitely uh, not a fun time. I feel I, I I feel like my empathy for Pitt betters was lacking on that particular segment, Scott. Sorry about that. Go ahead, sir. Uh, so if you had hockey and you had the Kraken plus one and a half goals on the reverse puck line there against the Flames, you had a tie game with less than three minutes to go. Then Calgary scored with two. 26 left and then you know they're going to pull the goalie and Calgary scored again with 20 seconds left Kraken went from tied to losing by two. Oh, brutal brutal you were you went from you went from celebrating with champagne to smoking some Kraken thank you I'll be here all week I can't believe I haven't done that joke yet Scott you ever, you ever smoke crack crack smoker big crack smoker I have not I've smoked Kraken but not crack <laughs> I, I highly recommend smoking crack it's a uh... Um, it's, I'll tell you what, Scott, here's the deal for about 30 seconds. You're like, this is the best fucking thing that has ever happened in my life. Where have you been? This is wonderful. And then after about 30 to 45 seconds, your next thought is I'm going to really need some more crack. I got to fucking have crack right now. So it is, <laughs> this took a turn that I wasn't expecting. No, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, again, I'm it's, it's new year's confession Eve. No, that's a, Obviously, wasn't like last year or anything. This has been over 30 years ago, but I used to run with the fast crowd, Scott. That's all I'm telling you. Hey, if you had uh, North Dakota State, the Bison, you had North Dakota State plus three and a half against the Jacks of South Dakota State plus three and a half. You're in pretty good shape. Fought a tough game. They're down two with five seconds left, and they got the ball. They take a shot. Nope. Nope. North South Dakota State gets the rebound. What are you going to do, Scott? You got a foul. Of course, South Dakota State. You think they can miss free throws? Not a chance. They uh, end up hitting them both. And that goes from a two-point game to a four-point game. Ooh. If you had the Bison plus a three and a half, I'm so sorry. Call the cops. Damn shame. Huh. Well, there was some good news. There was some good news. Other than having uh, Michigan State, there was there was some victories out there. And there were some nice, easy victories. You know them, you love them, you know who you are. It's the last one of the year. <laughs> yes, every time. <sighs> to be sitting in the rocking chair. All right, Scott. So first one was in... Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, first one was in the afternoon bowl game between South Carolina and North Carolina. If you had the Gamecocks plus 11 and a half, you didn't really need the points because they never trailed in the game and they won outright by 17 points. Took it to them, showed them what fur. Uh, I will say that I was not on the right side of that game. I, I did not see that coming at all. Uh, if you had Troy, if you had the Trojans plus seven against Texas State, 
Great shape. Led by nine at the halftime. No shenanigans. They end up winning by 15. Congratulations. Speaking of not needing the points, hope you had the money line. But Troy plus seven, that was a nice, easy rocket chair. And looking at another college basketball game, if you had a Southeast Missouri State and Murray State over 149.5, I mean, why wouldn't you have that? You ended up having 99 points in the first half. Game landed a 187. Never in doubt. Never a doubt at all. Very, very good. Oh. All right. So that's uh, that's it for the rocking chair. And But we do have to talk about this, Scott. I kind of alluded to it. I kind of stole the thunder a little bit, so I will let you uh, do your best to get the thunder back. Let's uh, let's find out who it was. You know, the, the last show of the year, we had to have one of these. Let's find out and play our favorite sound effect of all time. Who was the last donkey of the day of the year? I feel like it's wait for the shake there at the very at the very very end. So, uh, Scott, anybody on your mind today for Donkey of the Day? So uh, we mentioned it at the beginning of the show. It was brought up, and I was trying to save it for the actual segment. It's got to be the referees and the replay officials for the Tennessee uh, the Tennessee Purdue debacle there in overtime. And if you're not aware of what happened, uh, you had a crazy fourth quarter. It was one of the most entertaining fourth quarters I've ever seen. But it went to overtime, and Tennessee realized that field goals aren't going to do it. So they needed to try to go for it on some fourth downs, converted one earlier in the drive. Then they ended up having fourth and one, or really fourth and goal at the one. And you had a handoff. The guy was stuffed. But he kept moving, and it appeared that he snuck the ball over the goal line without being down. And they ruled him short, but it was reviewed. And you can tell clearly on review that the Tennessee player is on a body, and he reaches the ball over the pylon, and it's a touchdown. Or over the plane, I should say. Right. So it should be touchdown Tennessee, up six, extra point. You know how it goes. But they reviewed it, and they claimed that forward progress was stopped – which, A, is an awful call in itself for blowing forward progress on a fourth and goal. Second of all, you can't review forward progress. Yep. So why would you go to review if you can't overturn anything? Third of all, the call was confirmed. It's one thing if it stands or if you can't actually review it, but how do you confirm it when the replay clearly shows the whistle blow after he's in the end zone? And the ball clearly went over. So three separate things made no sense in the final overtime. Of course, they ended up getting uh, screwed because they got no points. Purdue kicked a field goal and Tennessee lost. But A, forward progress being prematurely stopped. B, you had it being reviewed when if it was forward progress, that was the reason why it wasn't a touchdown. You can't review that. And C, how do you confirm the call when everything you saw from the replay, including the audio, suggests it's a touchdown. There you go. Uh, I, I, you anything you want to add? Of I course not. No, I think I think your I think your five minute diatribe covered all the all the main topics, man. You were uh, you were you're salty about this. You're. You, I didn't care. I was right? saying you didn't I even have any money on it. I had the, that's the thing. You didn't even have any action. I had an actual play on this game. Um, but well, truth is, I had the over. So I, I already cashed the bet at the time, but 
Tennessee, Purdue. I know we both like Tennessee in that one. I have a bowl pick them where I am in a contest with my friend. He had Purdue. I had Tennessee, which is a bit unfortunate, but it's mostly just the part that I'm bothered at is the fact that the fourth quarter was so good. It was easily the best bowl game of the season. And yet the refs always seem to hijack good sporting events by sabotaging something late in the game. Yeah. Happens all the time. That was brutal. That was absolutely So that's brutal. why I'm salty. It's because I feel like the refs ruined a very good football game. Yep. You're right. You're right. Got some uh, good comments coming in. Magellan um, Sports says Friday afternoon is the best time to smoke crack. Allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. It's because you spend the whole weekend chasing. I did. It makes total sense, dude. You don't want to smoke crack on Sunday night. Man, like go to work. Uh, no, that's smoking heroin out of aluminum foil, Scott. But thanks for asking. Did you know that? Okay. No problem. Did you know what that is? I meant? did not know that. Yeah, that's that's that's. I good. knew it was drug related. It, uh, You're for, chasing something. Yeah, from the Steely Dan song. If you listen to it tonight, when I chase the dragon, the water will turn to cherry wine. There you go. Uh, T Train says that donkey sounds like immoral things are being are happening. I've mentioned that before. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on air, but I've certainly mentioned it to you a time or two. <laughs> it does sound like he's not a particularly happy donkey, Scott. Somebody asked us. Somebody JC, that, that's a slippery slope, by the way. Sorry, JC is talking about uh, sticking to tennis because you don't get any ref interference. That's not necessarily true because if you're betting on some of these extremely low grade, either future tournaments or challenger tournaments, a lot of these venues don't have replay review. So you're at the mercy of the line judge half the time. Tennis can be even worse because you have to rely on so many judgment calls all the time and there's no replay system at all so plus, just keep that in mind plus you got the opportunity to have punks in the stands that are like sending information to their buddies to game the system so nobody Something like that nobody I don't know who would do that nobody but, wants you know. that somebody asked us a sports betting related question scott kind of unusual but uh they asked about lillard and assist tonight as uh portland goes up against la lakers um let's see damian lillard passing the ball Kind of crazy. Be kind of weird, right? So Port- weird. Portland's still shorthanded without without Nurkic. Uh, of course, McCollum's out for forever, probably. Um, What's the assist number? I'm not sure he put it in there. What was it? Did I see six and a half, seven and a half? I'm assuming it would be hovering around seven. I, so let's just assume it's six and a half. Can't remember if he plugged it in. I or really not, hate it. Yeah. I mean, the the Lakers can't guard anybody. So if you're assuming it's a high scoring game which it should be because the total is 227, then you're kind of expecting Lillard to have the ball in his hands all the time. And you're going to assume that he's going to facilitate a little bit, but we'll get the last couple of games four, five, seven, five. So just confirm what the actual number is there. But I am just mentioning the fact that Lillard has really not been doing that well. Assist wise. I like Lillard points with the over just because of the fact that he's scored at least 32 in four of the last five games. And against the Lakers, with that awful defense and the fact that Westbrook never guards anybody, I do think Lillard should have a good performance. We saw Jago for 40-plus earlier this week. I think Lillard, if Portland wants to keep it close, he's going to have to go for about 35. So I do think Lillard might have a huge game tonight. Yeah, I agree. He's averaging 7.3 assists per year, but per, per, year, per game this season. But like I said, he hasn't been having the assist numbers lately because he's probably had to shoulder more of the load with more guys out. So I'm with you. I probably like the points more than I like the assist uh, just in that particular situation with Lillard. Um, let's, let's do one more, Scott. Let's, uh, 
There's always there's always some of these now. We know where the, we know the refs were drunk, but let's find out where it was that the odds makers may have had a wee bit too much to drink, may have been getting an early start on New Year's Eve. Hey, odds makers, you were drunk. And stay out. Scott, Magic and the Bucks played a game last night, and uh, they also played a game on Tuesday night. That game landed 237. Played again last night. What was the total? 217 and a half. What? That's right. 217 and a half was the total after they just played 237. Um, funny story. They ended up at 200. No, I'm kidding. It fucking landed at 254. Going over by 37 points. 17 points higher than they played Tuesday night. Odds makers, you're drunk. I mean, you assume going into the game based on how the regular season meetings have gone up to this point, Milwaukee would just walk into about 120, maybe more. Yeah, they scored 130 plus. So that was a pretty easy uh, over right there. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Hope you guys had it. Hope everybody was on it. Um, All right. So let's take a look and see. Uh, Blazers on a tease should be solid. I think they have a chance to win. I totally agree with that. I've got... We talked about it yesterday. Zero faith in the Lakers right now. Uh, William and Mary is winning. They shouldn't have any faith, dude. They yeah, they do. They won the other night. The Bill and Mary. They uh, they jumped up and won the other night. It was uh, un- unbelievable. They're they're cruising right now, and they're playing on a uh, uh, one day off and playing again. Fuck yeah, stay hot, William. I think you, I think you I think you know one prop that I like tonight from the Lakers game. One prop from the Lakers game. I'm going to go with LeBron over in rebounds. That is correct, because eight, how eight. do I not like him for rebounds? The guy's cruising towards double-digit rebounds almost every game. And the the fact is, whether you like or hate LeBron, he has been playing so well for the last couple of weeks, and they're still losing. So it's not like LeBron can take his foot off the gas. Expect huge numbers from LeBron pretty much every game that he plays. Rebounding, with Nurkic out, who does Portland even have? You're going to rely on Larry Nance Jr.? That's like, it. LeBron should grab double-digit rebounds in this game. I think you're right. Is it number eight and a half again? Have you seen it? Uh, let me check right now. If I had to guess, I would assume it's either juiced eight and a half over or maybe nine and a half. But I think he's got a triple-double shot here because Portland is so bad defensively. So I don't mind that. But I do think rebounds, if it's anywhere less than ten and a half, which it obviously should be, I would take the over. I think he ends up with at least 11 in this game. Yeah, that's good. Uh, some people hopping on the Northeastern live money, live number there with uh, <laughs> going up against Bill and Mary. Uh, what do we got? Bill and Mary's up six with 11 and a half left. Getting plus money on Northeastern right there. I hate that. I'm going to stay away, but I'm rooting for you guys. Oh, plus, oh, plus 150? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm going to do that while we talk. Plus 150 does seem like a decent deal. Uh, I got one. I mean, considering how much they were favored pregame. I got 143, but I'll take it. I still like it. Okay. All right. I'm down. I'm riding with you guys. Um, I see LeBron rebounds on DraftKings is over nine and a half at even money. I don't mind that. I think I'll have a double double, maybe a triple double in this game. Brad wants to know. I'm assuming he asked if I'm assuming he's talking to you if you have a computer for a brain. Um, 
That's what happens when you don't smoke crack. You see, you remember all this well, shit. Well, you might, you might have a computer for a brain. It's just like Windows 97. <laughs> oh, oh, that's very nice. That's, <laughs> that's outstanding. Outstanding. Um, yeah, you're a... We've talked about it. We've talked about it before about your facility um, to remember details and rosters and, and shit like that. Where it all the is. secret is tossing your social life in the garbage. That's the secret. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, Brad, I agree. I he said you rattle off information like nobody else I've ever seen. I totally one hundred percent agree. I have to like, I will come to the same information and 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 come to the same conclusions a lot of the times. But I just sit down and fucking research and go, oh yeah, he plays for them, and that's right. Oh yeah, he's out, and yeah, dude, I've 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 talked about it before, and you and you talked about one of the great disappointments probably of your young life was uh, you were going to be on Sports Jeopardy, and they ended up canceling the show. I think you would have done yep. very well. So I hope I would have done well, but we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never ever know. So yeah, that's cool. Um, what else you like tonight, bud? We got, we got the bowl games. We, we checked in with the, we, of course we did our videos. We did, th we ended up doing 39 videos. Of course we still have the K-State and the national championship game to go. So hopefully you guys have been, been checking some of those out. We had, we had some fun doing those. Uh, I'm going to go th over the weekend and tally up and see how we did. So I'll announce that next week. <laughs> Scott Jr.'s rain man. <laughs> Are you an excellent driver? You don't drive though. Well, the thing is, well, he claims he's an excellent driver. So, you know, I think I'm pretty good. But I wish I had Dustin Hoffman's confidence just in general. But as a whole, it's a very good movie. When was the last time you saw that movie anyway? Uh, it's been a minute. I see it pop up every once in a while, like something you might enjoy. I'm like, I would enjoy that. I should stop. I cannot that. guess the exact amount of toothpicks left in an actual box if it hits the floor. No way. So that I can't do. No way. Uh, what overs do you like today? Eric always looking for overs. Erica must be well, a very a lot, a she must be a very opti optimistic yeah. person. People aren't exactly fans of betting the under because life's too short to bet the under. So people don't want to sweat it out the entire time. I hear if that. you're going to watch a game, you you want to root for points. I get that. So looking at the actual card, I mentioned the game a second ago when we were talking about the Trailblazers and Lakers. Uh -huh. It's a high total. This two twenty seven and a half. I'm not. Taking the under? Are you? Mm -mm. I'm not doing it with those two teams. Absolutely no way, because you know Portland can't play defense at all ever under any circumstances, and Lakers can't play it lately. Uh, they have absolutely see the the way that I look at totals is that people can talk about the number of 227. I break it down into trying to find out what the exact score is, really for overtime or just what the actual team totals are. And you're saying, do I think either team in this game, if not both, can score 114 points? The answer is yes. Yeah. So if you think one team's going to get to 120, then I think you're in pretty good shape. I like the over because I do think you're going to see a lot of points in that game. See, and I'll and I'll look at ceilings. I'll say I'll say what what is this team likely to do if they max out? Is one of these teams going to get to 125, 128? And if the answer is yes, then you know you're all over it. So yeah, I, think about team totals. Like you're looking at Portland's number. Do you like the under? No. You're looking at the Lakers team total number. Do you like the under? No. So I'm not taking the under. <laughs> It's kind of how I'm breaking it down. AJS says, I like to tease t t uh, totals. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, teasing totals in the NBA is a way to make yourself absolutely insane. I, I don't know that. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know the it's, number. It's dangerous. Co uh, college as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even more so. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, 
uh, good luck. I hope it, I hope it work. I hope it's working for you. Certainly, you can do it under the right spots. Um, I just when I when I miss, I just miss by a ton. Brad says, "I loved Rain Man, one of the greatest performances by Dustin Hoffman, who was fucking freaking believable." Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a big big Hoffman fan. I I think he does. Uh, I, he was great there. He was great. Um, in all the I, like all the Fonker movies, just kind of the the underrated thing. If you have, if you've never seen Little Big Man, if some of you guys are younger than I am, if you've never seen Little Big Man with with Dustin Hoffman, it is an epic epic movie, one of the best of all time. Always on my top ten list. Do check it out. Even if you had to go to Amazon and rent it for two ninety nine, do it. Do it. Go watch. Little I'm trying Big to think Man. of other movies that he was in that I saw. I saw Mrs. Robinson. Mm-hmm. I saw oh, that was that, that was the what was that called the uh, the Graduate. The grad. Well, what was the name of the the graduate? The That's graduate. What I yeah, yeah. It, was, it was the graduate. I saw I saw Tootsie, which was okay. Uh, but yeah, he's been in a lot of well-known movies, obviously. Yep. J.C. Stone says a great mix of analytical you and cerebral me. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I'm I've got I've always said that I've got one foot in each because that was kind of my time frame where I started off by you know a, a pen and paper kind of guy, but I in, I embrace the analytics you know probably later than some of the younger generation but but I got there I'm not I I'm I'm old enough to still learn so little uh little big man what was that about uh it was a it's a it's an epic western where he ends up being kidnapped by indians as a youth going across the plains and he ends up being an indian and, he, and becoming part of the tribe and then he becomes captured again by the white people and he's turned into it's a back and forth thing and it's it's a, it's the premises. It's a, a faux documentary, and they're interviewing the last remaining white survivor of uh, Little Bighorn. So I, I can't I can't recommend it enough. Nobody will watch that movie and come back to me and go that movie sucked. So anyway, what else you like tonight, bud? Uh, so looking at the rest of the card, of course, we already went through the college football games on the individual shows. As for the actual late game, because the Bama game hey, is about to let, start. Hey, let's do something. I, st- let, I still like Michigan plus the points. Let's do something fun here. Who do you have winning the uh, the Michigan-Georgia game straight up? Straight up, I'm going to go with Georgia. Okay. I wanted to take Michigan, but the more I thought about it, I just think Georgia's the better team. Okay. I think Michigan hangs around. But the issue that I have when it comes to picking Michigan outright is the fact that Bama still had – the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. I've seen McNamara throw. You know for a fact that Michigan's going to struggle running the ball, or they should because Georgia's rush defense is so good. The question is, do I think McNamara can beat this defense? I think the answer is no. Okay. Um, all right. Well, again, I've got I've got a pick on this. So I don't want to say – what I, what I will say to you is I th- – well, well, you have you – know, time out, time out. You could, you could have the points. So uh, it's just a matter of whether you're laying or whether you're – that's fair. I, I think that it's going to be close. That's why I like Michigan plus seven and a half. But I said on the air when we did the game breakdown, I have 2017, something like that. Give me an ugly, low-scoring game. But I do think that Georgia's got the more talented roster, and I do think that they have the better quarterback. I'm not a fan of Bennett, but I will recognize McNamara's limitations. I do think Georgia has the better roster, so I'll take Georgia to win the game. Okay. J.C. Stone says, uh, Georgia is my effing kryptonite for decades. I hate them. <laughs> I get that. I've got schools like that. We've talked about that before, about how we let biases come into play, and we know we know better, and we still do it. We talk about teams that are dead to me, and sometimes that's absolutely true. And sometimes, like J.C. Stone says, there's just teams that beat your ass, no matter 
which side you're on. You fade them, you back them, you take them unders, you take them over, whatever. They'll they'll just jump up and bite you in the ass. Um, I absolutely see that. Mich- Magellan Sports says Michigan won't be able to run against that front. Yeah, that's, now, that's what I think. I think that's what the game is going to come down to because you've got the offensive line of the year. They, you know, Michigan has literally the best offensive line in college football going against arguably the best defensive front. So I think, you know, you talk about McNamara and all that. I think it's going to come down to which team can impose their will on the, on the line. That's not exactly a hot take, you know, but I think, I think it's accurate. I think this, I think Michigan is going to have to run the football. Alabama ran for 4.1 yards per carry in that game. I don't know if that's good enough. Oh, it's 4.1 yards per carry, but you also have to remember that Bryce Young had a couple of big runs there. So the running backs for Bama really did nothing. Well, but you're you're always going to have you're always going to have quarterback runs. Now I know I know Bryce Young is more mobile than McNamara, but that was kind of my point. If the lane's there, you know, um, I've never once been on the right side of a Memphis Tigers game in any sport. Uh, I'll never bet on their games. There you go. And it, when it when it transcends individual sports, that's when you know the school just has it out for you. Uh, don't count out Michigan's offensive line, best in the country this year. That's what Brad Crawford says. That's, I, I just, I'm, I'm not yeah. counting them out. I, I just think that Georgia is a team that just has better athletes. And I think that for a close game, which I'm expecting, I'm not expecting a blowout by any means, but I do think Georgia will make enough plays late to probably get a rematch against Alabama. Is anybody excited about that? No. I kind of want to see new blood. I'm rooting for Cincinnati. But realistically... I got Bama against Georgia in the title game. Is there any value on Cincinnati plus 360? I think there's more value on Cincinnati first half money line. And because you... even though, of course, you're cutting into that overall plus price, if Cincinnati's going to win this game, they need to be either tied or winning at the half. They are not coming from behind in the second half against Bama. It's just not going to happen. So, you I know, agree with that. money has come in today on Cincinnati. There's been the Bearcats. I'm not surprised. This line has gone down from 13 and a half to 12. Is that sharper square money? We both like Cincinnati plus the points. I said 14, which I believe somebody in the comment section told me there was a 14 available in some select spots. But Cincinnati has the secondary to potentially contain Jamison Williams. And without Mechie in the lineup, you do have to wonder how good the other receivers are for Alabama. So I do think Cincinnati's defense can hold a little bit. But I do think that Bama eventually, if they're going to win this game, is going to break it open in the second half after some adjustments by Saban at halftime. So if you want an underdog's play on Cincinnati, I like the first half if you want to take a shot. Because I do think you would agree, if they have any shot of pulling off the upset, they need a lead at the break. I think that's most likely true. It's The, the, the deeper the game goes, the Alabama holds a lead, the less chance Cincinnati has of coming back. I mean... I guess mathematically that's also of course yeah. true, but you know what you know what I mean. Uh, Saban's a closer. Dude. Who do you trust to make better halftime adjustments, Nick Saban or Luke Fickle? Yeah, that's Fickle's the, a good coach. That's the question. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, doesn't Georgia usually gag the big games? Uh, I'm a Midwestern guy. I don't follow the SEC as much as I do the Big Ten. Um, it's tough to call because they were in. How many playoffs were they in? Right, they were in one. They beat Oklahoma, so they did win the game. They should have beaten Bama and they choked, but they did win the semifinal game. So, uh, but talk about how many games does Georgia usually gag? How many games does Michigan usually gag? Well, that's they they've made it an well, art it's, form. Uh, you're talking about two programs that have been historically underwhelming when it comes to clutch victories 
in the last decade and change. So to talk about if Georgia can handle the big game, can Michigan? That's the that's the question. I mean, they did they uh, they handled the big game against Ohio State, but in the snow against Michigan State, not so much. And that's a huge game as well. I think it's a bigger game for Michigan State than it is for Michigan. Um, just uh, I think the Ohio State game is bigger is bigger for Michigan. But you know, this is an Alabama team that had they had some flaws and they they had some games, Scott, where they could be beaten. They could be had. They had that Auburn game where they should have been beaten. They they lost to AM, of course. Um they squeaked by a bad LSU team by six. So if that team shows up that played those games, I think Cincinnati has a puncher's chance. If the team that showed up against Georgia shows up, Cincinnati has no chance. Absolutely. And I I said it on my video the overnight. If Alabama plays that way, there's no team in the country that's within 14 points of Alabama. That's that's how good they are. That's how good they were last week. Now, can they extend that? Can they attain that level again, or is that a one-time thing? It's a good question. I personally think that without Mechie, they're going to look worse because the ground game has been underwhelming compared to most Bama teams. The passing game with Young, Young has been very good, but Mechie is the safety valve. That's the thing about this team is that Williams is a great receiver, top 10 pick. He better be a top 10 pick, but he's the big play guy. And every team usually needs a big play guy and a guy you look who for. can get you seven receptions for 100 yards. Yep. yep. And now Bama doesn't have that. So you might be concerned that since Cincinnati secondary with Gardner, who's a phenomenal corner, and Kobe Bryant, they're both really good yep. in the secondary – can Bama generate enough separation for the big plays? And I have some concerns about that. I do think Bama's going to win because they're better, but I do think that Cincinnati is still going to let it fly because everyone knows that nobody's giving them a shot to win. I think it's close. I think Bama wins, but I think it's by 10. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, Jalen Sports says, Happy New Year. Great show. Thank you, man. Happy New Year to you, too. Happy New Year to everybody else. I know we said it early. I know uh, we've had a lot of people join us since then. So, yeah, our official Happy New Year's to everybody. Hope it's a great 2022 for you. Um, did you guys factor, factor in the second time they played each other? Uh, I'm not sure which game. I'm talking about the second time who played each other. I don't know. Georgia, Alabama? Okay. All right. No, he said, sorry, they played once this year. Yeah, they did just play the one time. Um, okay. So, who do you That's That was the point I was actually going to get to. If, if, if you like Georgia and if you, if you like Alabama, I think I saw Alabama's a three-point favorite. They took it down. as I was looking for it, and they don't have it up right now. Who do you like there? It's tough because everybody's going to pick Bama. There's not a person in the world is going to take Georgia unless the Sharps do some serious buyback when it comes to once the Bama line goes to a four or a four and a half. Then I do think you will see some sharp money at the end. But Bama's offense... They were also kind of trying to just eat up clock. But once Mechie got hurt, the offense did struggle. So you got to factor that in. I did think that there were two tails to the game. The first tail was Williams and Mechie going nuts in the first half. Then Mechie got injured and the offense struggled, but Bennett was awful. So I'm still taking Bama if they were playing the title game just because of how much I dislike Stetson Bennett as a quarterback. But I do think Georgia is more live in that rematch than people think. Because right. everyone's just going to assume Bama's going to roll if they play again. Very good. At least the public will. 
Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's where your money is going to be. Uh, Renzo Brothers says, I've been listening for the last few weeks. Awesome job. Great show. Happy New Year. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks for checking in. Thanks for commenting, as always. And uh, James Mount says, hey, but how about smashing that thumb? Yeah, I'm going to get a hammer out here in just a minute. No, do that. Do, do smash the thumb. And we pulled within three. North, Northeastern Live, 412 left. Come on, let's go. Let's go, boys. Scott, you know what? It's time to do it. Last time this year, let's go out on a winning note. You and I have uh, we've been doing eight lately, as the kids say. It's time, everybody. You know what they say here in Missouri. Get on your straw hats. Put on your overalls. It's New Year's Eve. Make sure you got both straps up there. We ain't no hillbillies around this joint. Climb aboard that John Deere. Fire that motherfucker up. And let's get ready to bet the farm. Scott, how'd we do yesterday? Yesterday, we had Oakland minus the 11 against Robert Morris, and they won by more than 11. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Uh, you had one more shot to do it, buddy. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you always do. All right, Scott, let's get right to it. Of course, the great thing about the Friday show, we get to cheat just a little bit, just a little bit. We get to uh, look at the whole weekend's worth of games and that's what we've done for this one. We're going to take an NFL play on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Raiders Colts under 44 and a half, kids. Raiders, they're uh, not exactly offensive juggernaut right now. They've scored 18 or less in each of their last four games. Meanwhile, the Colts, stingy on defense as of late. They have given up 18 or less in five of their last six. Meanwhile, of course, as you may know by now, Colts are going to be without Carson Wentz for this game. Sam Ellinger, that's right. Sam Ellinger's still in the league. Who knew? He's going to be the starting quarterback for this game. Do the Colts like Sam Ellinger as their quarterback? I'm guessing by the fact that they uh, called Phillip Rivers to see what he was doing this weekend, they're probably not thrilled with having to start the young uh, Texas native. And, of course, without their starting quarterback with Sam Ellinger, what are the Colts going to be doing? They're going to be pounding the ball with Jonathan Taylor. Inside, outside, no one gets a free ride. They're going to be pounding the ball against a uh, Raiders defense that I think is going to bend and also probably break a little bit. I think uh, Colts will do most of the heavy lifting in this one, but they're not going to do nearly enough. Give us the Colts Raiders under 44 and a half, and that is going to do it for our Bet the Farm play, everybody. Hey, have a great day. Don't forget to check out our Caesars promo. Don't forget to check out our pal Chris King, Jim Williams, doing their thing every day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 2, uh, excuse me, 12.30 p.m. Central, as they uh, pick just parlays. And, of course, join us here each and every day as Scott and I do our thing every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do our best to help you head back to the window. Happy New Year, everybody. Let's go make some money. We'll see you guys next year. Take care.